With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, welcome in on the Hot Stove Show with Chris Raby of KMOX Radio. I'm Dan McLaughlin of Fox Sports Midwest and and scoops with DannyMac.com. Normally, sitting over there would be uh, the great Tim McKernan, but of course, Tim is on his eighth vacation of the year. And we'll check in with Tim uh, down in Florida momentarily this is presented by mattress direct design air heating and cooling and triad bank and folks are are tuned in on the various uh worldwide web devices it could be your phone could be your ipad could be your computer you could do this on periscope you could do it on facebook we uh we love to interact with you too so if you have questions about the cardinals you have questions about baseball whatever the case may be jump on in um and you've seen us do this chris this has been fun and thanks for jumping in and and uh, being a part of the show. Yeah, thrilled to be here. Uh, thrilled more than anything to sit in Tim's seat. That's quite really an honor. Yeah, really. Um, yeah, it's a big, big left, seat. Wish he had left a couple of those tiny, cute sports coats that he wears. But, yeah, uh, you know, we'll it's get great through. to see that uh, you got dressed up. Obviously, a radio guy. <laughs> um, no, but really, uh, you are a guy that is always working, whether it be with the uh, the Blues pre and post game shows, which you're doing now, or Sports Open Line, uh, the the continuous updates that you have always on on Afternoon Drive with KMOX. But I think it's really interesting your perspective and what you get with uh, what's happening with the baseball season because you're there day in and day out. You're going to be going to the winter meetings in Las Vegas and what's happening um, with the St. Louis Cardinals. And I think it's a fascinating, to me, what could be a fascinating winter meetings in particular with the St. Louis Cardinals because of all the starting pitching that they have. We'll get into that momentarily. But in general, uh, your thoughts on what the Cardinals are coming up in this uh, winter meetings. You know, I think we've heard, Dan, from John Mozilloch, from Mike Gersh as well, and, and really around the industry that they expect these meetings to have a lot of action. I think that last year was a bit of an anomaly, like we've talked about for a lot of reasons. But, you know, we already saw the Josh Donaldson domino fall, which I'm sure we'll talk about here in a little bit. And the one thing the Cardinals have said time and again, and and Mike Gersh, I talked to him a couple of weeks ago, you know, almost go out of their way to mention the pitching they have, the assets they have, and I think what that gives them in terms of flexibility in the trade market. I think that a lot of times... When we think hot stove and we think offseason, especially with some of the names that are out there, we think free agency and we think the potential to add via guys that are out there negotiating with agents. But, you know, the Cardinals have not only needs, but I think they have leverage because they have something that everyone wants. And, and that's young, uh, very, very 
good and, and very cost-controlled pitching. Let's talk about what everybody, I think, in St. Louis, and they've heard my thoughts on this uh, a lot, and Tim's, but let's get yours. You're a guy that talks to Mo and, as you mentioned, Michael Gersh and others. Um, Bryce Harper. You know, everybody in baseball is talking about Bryce Harper. Is he a fit for St. Louis? On the surface, it seems like he'd be a guy that would be a fit. He can play all three outfield positions, uh, middle of the order bat, left-handed bat. I think the Cardinals are are obviously right-handed heavy. Left-handed bat would fit in in what they could could have. Um, just in general, what do you think of maybe Harper coming to St. Louis and what it might cost? You know, I think that first of all, he'd he'd be a tremendous fit and will be a tremendous fit wherever he ends up. A guy with his skill set. At his age, uh, with what he brings both on and off the field, um, I think that from a brand standpoint, from a member of a community standpoint, you know, I'm not sure you could talk to anyone that would say he hasn't been everything you could have hoped for and more since arriving at age 19 in Major League Baseball after, you know, leaving high school after his third year. What will it cost? Well, that's another story. And I thought the comments from John Mozeliak at your uh, event with John. and Did you and enjoy Tim. that? That was I pretty cool. I thought it was great. It? And he said right off the bat, you kind of jokingly said, all right, how about Bryce Harper? But when the <laughs> questions came, he reiterated what is, I think, a very common sentiment around baseball, and that's you can't just think about the next three, four, five years. You have to think about the back end of, of any kind of deal like that. And without actually talking about Bryce, he talked about a deal that I think will very closely mirror what Harper will get. And in years seven, eight, nine, ten, how does that look? Now, obviously, Bryce Harper, if you say, you know, just for argument's sake, a 10-year deal, if he's at age 34, 35, 36, that's a lot different than Robinson Cano or Albert Pujols, guys that are playing into their 40s, who you're paying into their 40s. So, you know, especially if the National League has, has potentially adopted the DH by then, maybe it's a different story. But, you know, I just think that um, it would still be a big ask for any organization to go down that road and commit for 10 years. Now, if I'm a fan... I'd like to see it. Do I want... Absolutely. Everybody would like to see it, I think. Who wouldn't, but... But I don't have to pay the checks. And, and is that the way that they've gone about business? Is that the way that teams who have had the most success in recent history have gone about business? And how often do we see those deals try to be moved? Now, again, we see them often with guys reaching free agency at 30, 31, 32. So this is a bit of a different story. Um, but, you know, as a fan, well, you can kind of roll your eyes at that. I think it's something very real. Yeah. Machado's the other one that, that you know, I, I, obviously that people talk about in, and it's been talked about since this time last year. Everybody knew that he's going to become a free agent. Um, I think that... Th- I still think he's going to get his money, but I do think that he maybe has limited his teams in terms of uh, what he could command because of what we saw in postseason play and the what was it, the Johnny Hustle comment that came out in postseason play. And we saw it when he was with the Dodgers, you know, a lack of hustle at times. And, you know, that that's part of what's going on with him. And I think it's frustrating if you're going to sign him to eight, nine, ten years, and you're not getting a guy that's giving you a full commitment down the line, you know, that's frustrating for people. And I don't know if that flies in certain markets. So in, in, as it pertains to a Cardinal market, I'm not sure that that flies with the fan base here. So I, if you're looking to sign a guy, you know, hey, if they if we get off the, the air here and they said they signed Manny Machado, I'd be all for it. I, yeah. mean, I, I mean, he's a hell of a talent, but... Would it fly with the fan base here? I'm not I'm not so sure it would. Yeah, and I've heard you say, you know, talking to folks, I believe in Baltimore, when you've been around that club, 
And they said, yeah, this is kind of what you get, you know? And right. I think that... Great numbers, but you're going to get some of the good with numbers. the bad. I yeah. wonder, too, if, if he wants to go somewhere and play shortstop. And, you know, I don't really consider him a target for the Cardinals. But wherever he goes, um, if he wants to play shortstop, and I know you can buy into this or not, but he graded out as maybe the worst defensive shortstop in a lot of different ways in Major League Baseball yeah. last year. And... If he's determined and, and his camp is determined that he's going to play shortstop, what does that do? What does that do to his durability? What does that do for him uh, over the last few years of a contract? He was phenomenal defensively at third base. That's something I kind of scratched my head at. But, you know, he'll end up with $300 million, and uh, Harper will end up with, with maybe more than that. And, and more than anything, I think just to kind of put a bow on the Harper stuff and, and Machado as well, it's got to be mutual. And just because the Cardinals – don't want to or haven't been in the business of giving out 10, 11, 12-year contracts for, you know, 30-plus million dollars annually, that doesn't mean that that's the reason Bryce Harper doesn't want to come here. He yeah. holds the chips, and, you know, as rumors and stories kind of float out there, I'm intrigued by where he wants to go, what he and his team and, and his family think is the best fit, because they've been pretty hush-hush. That's not something we've heard a lot about. I thought one of the, the real big dominoes had just fell, and it's not only with Major League Baseball, but as it pertains to the Cardinals, might be a need at third base, and, and a lot of fans were talking about it uh, at the end of, of last year, once he got healthy. We talked about it a lot yeah. on the air, was Josh Donaldson. So he signs for $23 million, one-year deal to go to the Atlanta Braves. What was your impression of, of that deal? Surprise day at the timing of it that Why? it happens just that it happened so quickly um and it makes sense i think uh both for the braves and donaldson and, and maybe i'm you know thinking a little bit too much in relation to last year and the way the market started to move the last couple but, of but years. here's the thing though if he's healthy and he did prove at the end of the year that he's healthy you're getting a former mvp and you're getting a guy that can put up monster numbers and he's a perfect fit for that Braves lineup I give them credit because if you look at now and position him in that lineup and if they hold on to Camargo and I'd be interested by the way on Camargo if they keep him and what they do if you look at balance and then we talk about balance in lineups and I didn't mean to interrupt you but he is the perfect fit for the Atlanta Braves I mean he fits right in the middle of that lineup I guess I was a little surprised and I think it's a win-win deal for both sides he's obviously betting on himself Alex Anthopoulos had gone out of his way to say we aren't interested in any type of long-term mega contracts right now because of where they are the mix of guys they have and their payroll which is relatively low which gives them a lot of flexibility so Donaldson's betting on himself Uh, if you had asked me a week ago I would have said there's no way he's going to take a one-year contract offer you know um but when you made a lot of money you bet on yourself you and, get the and, monster and if, deal and if he has a huge in that year, ballpark especially if he could go yeah. back to the american league right uh, puts up huge numbers so i think a great deal for both parties um i'm sure he looked at it in that ballpark with that club with the protection around him in exactly the and that had to be as appealing for him as as the money and, and you make a great point it's not only protection for him but for me when i looked at it initially i thought protection for freddie freeman absolutely a- and you keep acuna at the top of their lineup so now he doesn't have to switch and and a young player and move around all of a sudden he's got a stable position in that lineup i love the braves i thought it was perfect for what they did going into uh, next season. Now, as it pertains to the Cardinals, let's think about this. Do you go 
Moustakis? Do you bring back uh, Jed Jerko as the everyday third baseman? Are you thinking about Paul Goldschmidt playing first base? You trade for him, move Carpenter to third. I think all those things right now have to be on the table and something that the Cardinals are probably throwing out all these scenarios on the table as we speak right now. Yeah, now when you talk about impact, where are the two areas in the lineup right now where there is some fluidity, where you could add the most punch, you could add the most impact to the lineup, corner infield, either at third base or at first base with Carpenter, Man in the other, and then corner outfield. Um, I think there are potentially some ways, if, if you picked up a, a really high upside shortstop, glove first guy, Andrelton Simmons has, has been named in the past. I don't know if that's possible. So I zero in on corner infield, corner outfield. If the kind of thought process is, you know, right now, gun to your head, you'd have to say what? Less than 20% chance, in your opinion, they land Bryce Harper? I, I, I don't... I'm going to give me my best mo. I don't, want, I don't want to talk in absolutes. Okay. So I would what? say this. It's going to be very tough to bring him in. And the only re- reason I say that is I think... If you take his AAV and spread that, let's say it's 30, 35 million, and you got Mustakis for a spaceman and then add to your bullpen, I, you might be better off. And you still have Dexter Fowler on the books. That's the other thing you got to consider. So, um, and, and, and the reason I ask that is because I guess my premise right now then is. I would imagine that corner infield is probably the area. Well, I'd where, say third base in particular. Yeah, third base or or the Goldschmidt route. So right. um, I think one of those guys, and I know it doesn't work this way, but one of those guys plus then maybe an impact bullpen arm, I think that's probably the best way to improve the club quickly, not just for right now, but for down the line, because you're not committed then to mega, mega dollars in six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. Let's take a look at a uh, tweet from John Heyman, baseball insider, a longtime baseball writer, also working for MLB Network. He said, cards have Mike Moustakis on radar. Difference this year, no draft choice attachment. Rival Brewers, Moose's most recent team, among others, with possible interest. And that is a valid point. You know, remember last year, Moustakis became a free agent did not hit the level that he thought he was going to hit, whether it be multi-year deal or whatever he thought he was going to get in terms of of salary, goes back actually for less money than what the qualifying offer would have been, played for the Royals, at least signed with them initially. Then he goes to Milwaukee, um, and it was really interesting, I thought, how Milwaukee went about their business, and then they get Jonathan Scope, and they have all the the infielders. Right, and and just we'll figure it out, kind of one of those situations. And... um, and he wound up putting up big numbers. You know, if you look at Moustakis' numbers and fit him in the Cardinals lineup last year, very, very good, either top two, top three. So he's a left-handed bat. I like that too. I also think that he's a good defender. I, I need to look at the metrics. I have not studied those enough. I go by the eye test on him because I've seen him enough play. He's played fine. Um, is, he he, is, he is gives you flex. How much of an upgrade is that? I know he gives you the left-handed bat, but but especially compared to Jack Oh, I like, his, I like his power. Yeah, I, I I like his power. Yes, I I, I think. I, and you like the glove at third. Compared I do. To I love. Third. Well, I love Jerko's glove at third. I I don't think Jed Jerko gets enough credit. I've been harping that for a long time for the last year and a half. I don't think he gets nearly enough credit for how well he plays defensively at third. Um, but I do think Mustakis. I I just like potentially a left-handed bat to balance out the lineup, especially with the uncertainty right now of Dexter Fowler and where he fits into that lineup. You know, I think there's something, too, to be said for Jed. Um, as good as he's been the last couple of years, he's been at his best when? 
when he's not an everyday guy, right? Yeah. Like, that's not a knock against him. And, you know, he can play a variety of positions, but when he doesn't play every single day, and I think he even made the comment, and that's why he got into such good shape last offseason and gave up bread, which I don't know how that's possible, but, um, you know, came in a lot lighter and said that he felt like at the end of the 17th season, he, he wasn't the kind of player that he was at the beginning of the season or the middle of the season. So right. I think there's something to be said for that uh, as well. Well, this is again presented by Mattress Direct, Design Air Heating and Cooling, and Triad Bank. And you can text us, tweet us, uh, visit us on Facebook. You're on Facebook, aren't you? I'm not. Okay, great. Great segue. Um, so I thought you were, but uh, you probably need to get right, on, Facebook on Facebook and, and now, yeah, right you now. need to start following us. Okay. Well, when you think you about Twitter, I just did though. You did? Yeah. Well, then retweet this cuz I retweeted it and you need to get more people on it I so they follow Tim's. it. Get with the program, will you please? If you're going to be filling in, you need to understand how we work here. So this is presented by our our main sponsor is Mattress Direct and they are the certified sleep specialist. They don't work on commission. They make it easy to find the rat, uh, right mattress in three very, very easy steps. Local sleep specialists working at a local factory, direct showroom, making local products is better for the economy and the environment. So you don't have to truck them across the country. They're fresher for less farm to table. Brand name mattresses direct from the factory, America's best value guaranteed. Uh, when Tim and I went out and visited with them, uh, they were awesome. They're like, hey, you guys getting a nice night's sleep? We're like, eh, it's okay. They said, hey, get on our mattresses, check this out, see if you're getting a nice night's sleep. They helped us personally. It's been amazing since then. We advise everybody, if you support this program, make sure and check it out. That's Mattress Direct, and uh, we can't thank them enough for their support of this program. Um, one of the things I wanted to get into in this segment is the fact that you are headed to the winter meetings. Now, we touched upon that. You and Mike Claiborne, uh, part of the Cardinals Radio Network and KMOX, will be in Las Vegas. Somebody's got to do it, right? You going to sleep at all? Are you a gambler, first of all? Um, no, it's it's long days. And, oh, shut up. You know. Stop. I'm being serious. Just stop. I'm being serious. Stop. Last year, didn't even get over to, uh, I was in Orlando, didn't even get over to Splash Mountain. Right. Okay. Really kind of. First of all, let's craw, zip it. Shut up. Craw, what What is your game of choice? Uh, Facebook now. Yes, so, it is. Yeah. I like it. You like how I've said shut up to you twice. Yeah, you That's know, really nice, isn't it? It's funny <laughs> As to say a guest that. filling in. Yeah. And, yeah <laughs> feel right at home. Yes. Um, it's funny you say that because I did see yesterday that I believe Rob Banford said they're going to have a major gaming announcement. Um, Is that right? In terms of major in Vegas. baseball. I, I can't remember the date, but I know it's coming up, and I know Adam Silver and the NBA have been very uh, Well, you got hockey there. I mean, the hockey there right now and in-game right. gaming and, and gambling. So, um, you know, I, I think it is very interesting where the future of sports wagering goes and where it goes in connectivity with the professional leagues. Right. So that's something that I'm intrigued by. Well, you walk that, in, it's right there. Yeah, I think the Daily Fantasy you know? daily fantasy is something that, you know, I've, I've played and I've been locked in on over the last couple of years, kind of seeing how that affects things. And well, It probably helps you with your job, right? I mean, you follow teams. I mean, I, I follow 
players all over the league like you do. It's part of our yeah. jobs. We have to. Uh, but when you play fantasy, I mean, you're always catching up on what players did on opposing teams, not just the Cardinals. And it's become of our a part of our everyday lives to follow what guys are doing. Isn't it crazy how any talk to on even a major network radio or television about football always includes the point spread? Absolutely. Always. Which five years ago, that was almost like, you know, the... Uh, the uh, Carlin's uh, seven dirty words. So right. that's become a lot more mainstream now. And yeah, someone's got to go to Vegas. So yeah. we'll be there for you. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, one of the, I think, as we talked about earlier, very interesting points of emphasis for the Cardinals. Essentially, they have 11 starters right now yeah. that have major league experience and probably could start, um, I think, on any rotation in baseball right now. I mean, you've got guys that could be on any rotation. Now, we know about the Wainwrights and the Flaherty's, and you would think that some of these guys, there's no way they're going anywhere. But if the Cardinals want to get creative at the winter meetings, they would have the ability to do that. And we play that game every winter, right, where we rattle off the names of everybody. But, you know, I think that they have done a remarkable job, Dan, going back to – Maybe 2011, 2012, you look at the way they've drafted and developed and maybe take it from post the last World Series win and Albert Pujols leaving and the way that they have built the farm system to what it is today. Not just a, uh, I think, high volume of quality arms, but I think for the first time in a while, maybe since when Shelby Miller was drafted and coming up, but right now I think you have multiple guys who the industry views as really high-ceiling, um, top-tier, front-of-the-rotation starters. I think yeah. that, obviously, Alex Reyes has been that. It's been disappointing to see what he's dealt with injury-wise. But, um, you know, I talked to Alex last week. He said he's feeling awesome. Oh, did you really? I know the organization says that. Tell me more about that. Tell tell our viewers and listeners about Alex Reyes. Where, where's he at? What's he doing? Was this on the air or off the air? What- no, this was off the air and you know we've heard from both Mo and Gersh that he is on track right now to come back and um, you know he's been bouncing around time with his family and and also uh, working out down in Florida and you know I think everyone hopes and expects that he's going to be back and he's going to be ready to go uh, at the start of spring training and he also said his daughter's doing great which is fantastic to hear but great news you've got Reyes You've got Jack Flaherty, who I think over the last couple of years, even before he reached the big leagues, kind of transformed the way the industry views him as a guy who I think could be the top of a rotation starter. Yeah. I think Dakota Hudson is a guy with a lot of obvious upside. You still have Carlos Martinez, which is funny that we almost don't talk about him this offseason because of what he did and how good he was in the bullpen, but I think they expect him to be back and uh, be one of those guys. Um, bullpen arms like Ryan Helsley and Jordan Hicks. Uh, it's just, I think it's remarkable the way that you have built up the arms that you have within the system that could either pitch for you at the big league level, that could uh, be moved and could be moved as as some really valuable assets that, that other teams really covet, or maybe a combination of both. But you know, I'll, I'll ask you, when's the last time you feel like they've had this volume of arms and exciting arms that can do a variety of things? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I You know, it's going to be something that when you look at, I think, the rotation, um, I think Wainwright is really uh, something that's going to be fun to, to see because he comes back and all of a sudden you see him come back and you say, 
wow, what do, what do you have in this guy? What do you, what, what do you, what, what do you have in Michael Waka? Right. You've got Miles Michaelis for another year who got Cy Young votes. Um, yeah, the Wainwright, I guess, experience this year is, is one that I'm also excited about because, you know, he did all the right things, said all the right things in spring training and was just, was sidelined for so long. And, you know, without him and, and without that start against the Dodgers that Sunday night, after you had really struggled those first couple of games uh, of that series, who knows if it comes down to the last week. So, um, you know, as as Mike Matheny always said, and as Mike Schilt has said, never never bet against Adam Wainwright. I know that it's maybe a little cliche at times, but uh, a healthy Adam Wainwright would, would add to some fun and would add to some storylines this year. What do you think happens with Jack Flaherty going into this, uh, this upcoming season? I think that you count on him as your – number two guy right now probably behind Miles Michaelis depending yeah. on what Carlos does but I've just been so impressed with the way Jack has not only increased his workload over the last couple of years but he's done it in the biggest spots he's done it down the stretch he's done it oftentimes lined up against you know the matchup the Cardinals want in terms of the best team coming up or or their best guy going and really his numbers and, and a lot of numbers that I think sometimes it's easy to zero in on for young pitchers, but, you know, walk rate, strikeout rate, pitches per inning, efficiency, those high stress innings we talk about, those have almost remained steady or or gone down a bit or gotten better a bit as his workload has gone up. I think that that's very special. Um, He took almost the same trajectory to the big leagues as a player drafted out of high school that historically guys like Michael Waka and Marco Gonzalez and Luke Weaver drafted out of college had. So uh, I think obviously everyone's really excited about Jack. Uh, he's got that first full year under his belt, uh, so to speak. And um, I think you expect uh, a guy who's, you know, scratching the surface of becoming an all-star potentially next year. How about this list behind us? Michaelis, Wainwright, Martinez, Waka, Flaherty, Ponce de Leon, Weaver, Reyes, Hudson, Gantt. I mean, the list goes John on and Gant on. was great. We don't talk about him. Right. In, in any kind of role you threw him in, I mean. It's pretty good. Yeah. And so get creative, have fun, and I think that's what the fan base is looking at. Let me ask you this. So that's a list of 11 guys right now. I will give you, come the first day of spring training, pitchers and catchers report, middle of February, over, under, speaking of Vegas, Nine and a half of those guys still on the Cardinals roster. Uh, yeah, I mean, I uh, in, in, in a I'm couple weeks hurt. you might be t- you saying well, by yeah, that. So first day of spring training. Yeah, you you think that at least two of those guys are moved? Um, yeah, I, I could see that happening for sure. It's I an mean, impressive list. You know, they they again they they're dealing from a position of strength. They can get creative. I think they could be, if they wanted to be, one of the more creative teams uh, at the winter meetings. The thing that I, I could see with them is that everybody wants pitching, everybody needs pitching, and as you watch in the postseason play, you better have pitching. Yeah. So you, you don't want to be careless with it and how you deal with it in terms of trades. But again, it's a situation where if they want to be uh, creative and, and they want to have a little fun, make it fun, they could do that. Roll the dice. 
Roll those dice, baby. Anything else that sticks out out of the winter meetings that, that you like outside? Because they, for people that don't know at the winter meetings, it's not just about yeah. you know Mo getting in a room and, and hashing it out with another GM. There's all kinds of stuff that go on with how, the winter meetings. How about Lee Smith potentially getting the call to the Hall of Fame? Well, I think he deserves it. I've been, I've been on that bandwagon for a long time. And if people don't know, there has been a bit of a change to the way that the National Baseball Hall of Fame elects players. There's obviously the baseball writers – vote um, that happens every year. Then there is a modern era vote and a golden age vote and essentially three other categories that are rotated in and out and panels vote on them. So at the winter meetings last year, it was Alan Trammell and Jack Morris who were elected by a vote of the uh, modern era guys. And and this year, uh, Lee Smith is on that list. And I think a lot of people um, expect Lee could get the call and my goodness, when you look at his numbers, and really the thing that astonishes me, Dan, for the number of saves that he has, you have to look at Mariano Rivera as really the closest comp in the last 20, 30 years in terms of volume of innings pitched. He wasn't doing it throwing 65 innings a year. He's got something like 200 more innings pitched than Trevor Hoffman in the same number of Major League Baseball season. So I know it would mean so much to so many people. I know in a couple of years as well, the same with Ted Simmons, who was so close last year. But that's something Teddy should be in. That's something I'm really excited about um, because that would be a really special moment, especially for the Cardinals and the Cardinals contingent that's out there. Uh, And then it's really, if people don't know, it's it's like a convention. You know, part of it's a job fair um, for job seekers, especially around minor league baseball. Part of it is minor league teams rolling out the promotions they're doing and vendors that are there and uh there will be some press conferences every manager will have availability last year john carlos stanton at his introductory press conference that's right with the yankees and i wonder if that'll be bryce harper and scott boris uh sitting up there in his hometown of vegas right hadn't thought about that that's a good point i mean hey if you're gonna do it you're gonna get one of the uh the biggest baseball stages of the offseason if not the biggest you might as well do it there yeah uh this is presented by mattress direct design air heating and cooling and triad bank and chris raby is filling in uh for our friend tim mckernan by the way we're going to hear from tim mckernan in just a moment so guys maybe we'll, we'll get tim up and running here and check in with him in just a moment so triad bank uh jim regna's office is in the bank lobby i know this for a fact because I walk in and uh, he's there. He's always accessible. He's always accessible to clients as the CEO. In addition to uh, Jim, all his staff is right there. So you walk right in. They're there to help you, whether it be a, a business or personal situation that you have. They're, they're just not your typical banker and it's not your typical bank. They're, they're on the floor. They're there. They greet you. Sit down. You have the cup of coffee. They got food for you. They say hello. You do business with them, and it's a, a personal relationship that you develop right when you walk in, and that's Triad Bank, and uh, we can't uh, thank them enough for their support of what they're doing with this show and uh, and so many others. So thank you so much to Jim and the good folks at uh, Triad Bank. So we're not quite ready with Tim, is my understanding. Is that correct? Oh, I see him. Oh, is Tim here? You got to be kidding me. <laughs> Look at Tim. Look at Tim. Uh huh. Yeah, that's great. Let's check in with Tim. Hey, <laughs> Tim. Awesome. Yeah, it's 17 here and it's nice and uh, sunny down there, isn't it, Tim? What's up, boys? How are you? I don't know. You guys see me. I see, uh, I see Roderick for some reason, which is delightful. Don't get me wrong. 
Oh yeah, well. He's, he's relaxing in my basement, I gather. Oh yeah, yes. <clears throat> we're we're here, Tim, and it's it's nice and warm down here. It's great. Um, uh, we're we're for for fans that are tuned in. Do you want to tell them where you're at? I am in Sanibel, Florida. We always come down here every uh, November. It's where Anna Marie and I got married, and so now we have uh, Young Jameson with us as well. So you're doing a lot of uh, hot stove baseball talk down there, are you? <laughs> I legitimately was reading this morning, and then I watched uh, the beginning of the program, and I saw that fraud, Chris Raby, who somehow was allowed into my basement, attacking me in the size of my sport coats, which personally I think the FCC should ban him from this broadcast for that time. Tim, is there any reason why you're on this show? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just happy to be uh, participating in the fun and games today. Tim, it looks like to me you're playing golf and trying to rub it in on everybody else. No. You know what? I do have the clubs down here, but I, I have not played. Uh, I have not played. This. It looks like I'd be playing, but I'm not playing. We're actually at our uh, at our place. Uh-huh. <laughs> how, about our, how about our man, Raby, for stepping in for you? He, he's doing a hell of a job, isn't he? He is doing it. I legitimately enjoyed the program. I thought his, his size-related comments were amazing. <laughs> but... Uh, but Dan, I appreciate you taking my side. He uh, took shots. We were thrilled to have you, Christopher. Timmy, we'll let you get back to the family. Uh, you're back with us next week, is that right? Yep, back in St. Louis next week. Awesome, buddy. I'll see you back here, partner, okay? All right. Thanks, guys. All right, Tim, thanks. Uh, Chris Raby is with us, obviously Tim down in Florida, and we'll check back in with Tim uh, next week. He'll be in studio with us. Chris Raby filling in for Tim, and this is the Hot Stove Show, presented by Mattress Direct, Design Air Heating and Cooling, and Triad Bank. Now, we have some emails, and I understand a lot of tweets. we got a lot of people that have uh, tuned in, and whether it be on Facebook, it could be on Periscope as well. Um, and so, one of the questions that we have right now, uh, right here is Michael Bibbs. He says, would you be opposed to signing Zach Britton over Andrew Miller? I, I, it's a great question because the Cardinals have talked about the fact that a lefty out of the bullpen is is something that they want to do. Um, at this point, I, I think either one is game. question would be, Chris, is which direction do you want to go? What are you thinking? I, I think that you know, Britain for one, you can kind of, and I think Derek Gould pointed this out in his uh, great column over the weekend, you can kind of dangle the carrot of potentially closing. And he's obviously done that at, at such an incredible level. Miller has been great too. Uh, they both had some injury issues recently with Britain missing uh, the year and, and Miller having kind of an up and down year last year. But you know, I think the idea of, of Zach Britton and what he's done, what he's done in the closer role, gives you maybe an element that you haven't had. And it's not to take anything away from Andrew Miller because, you know, pound for pound, he's been one of the best relievers and one of the most versatile relievers in baseball over the last couple of years. But, you know, I wonder about how some of that volume starts to affect him and what you get from him over the next years. Either, I think, would be a, would be a massive addition to the bullpen, but I really like Britton. Take a look at uh, JP here, John Paul Morosi, Baseball Insider. His tweet here, free agent Andrew Miller drawing active interest from the Cards, Phillies, and Mets, among other sources say, although he's not yet close to signing a new He's a great player. Great player. Well, I, I also think that, that either one of those guys gives you a little protection with, with Jordan Hicks. Too. Sure. So if Jordan Hicks is going in to be your closer, um, he gives you protection. So I, I'm... 
I'm just going to say at this point, late November, Hicks is the closer. Are we safe to say going in at this point? You know, I, I don't know. And again, I, I'm just I'm yeah, putting, I, you know, I'm just sure throw it out there. So he he'd, he'd be one of the top options. Options would also allow you to a control Hicks's innings if you have to do that. Control his appearances if you don't want to get into a situation of using him back-to-back nights or three times in four nights. And it also, Dan, gives you the ability with his stuff, and I think everyone agrees that he's only scratching the surface of of what he can be, but to use him in the seventh inning with two on and one out or to bring him in in the sixth inning with bases loaded and one out, you know? If he continues to develop that slider, and, you know, a, a lot of guys have talked about, I think, the fact that his strikeout rate last year Maybe wasn't what you'd expect, but it's because he didn't need to strike that many guys out. When you've got that kind of stuff, especially without runners on base, you can pitch to contact and weak contact. But if he continues to develop, uh, maybe he becomes kind of that fireman weapon that you can bring in a variety of roles if he's not needed to be the de facto closer. Um, It's interesting. Uh, I'm getting a lot of tweets over the last, I would say, seven to ten days where Fans are saying, should the Cardinals go all in on a superstar for 10 years or spread the wealth, if you will, and go three to four with a lesser players, I, I, with lesser players, if you will? Where, where do you stand on that? Where do, where do you, you know, you, do, you, do you go all in on Harper or would you spread it? Well, if it's positioned as those are the options, um, man, I think it's tough because it's tough to. I think say what what spread means. Now I'll give you this: if you are able to, and and this is totally hypothetical, but if you can acquire Bryce Harper at the cost of only dollars, and then keep all of that pitching, and say we feel good enough that by adding Bryce Harper, by keeping all of our young players, not just on the pitching side but the position side as well, continue to develop guys that are three, four, five years away and, you know, the Nolan Gormans of the world, then we go into this year, we feel like we've added the best player in baseball outside of Mike Trout to our lineup, and then we've kept our powder dry for the season. What does that mean at the trade deadline? What does that mean next offseason? What does that mean if you can figure out a deal to move Dexter Fowler's money off the books or to uh, get through Brett Cecil's contract, and then what does that allow you to do moving forward? Mm-hmm. Um I think that young cost control players are still the most valuable asset in baseball. And if signing Bryce Harper, again, totally hypothetical. I, I don't know this is realistic, but if that allows you to keep all of those young players, that is kind of like spreading the wealth, right? Because it allows you to be more flexible moving forward. Uh, tweet here from Mel, uh, wanting to know about the Rule 5 and the either additions or the subtractions that the Cardinals made. What did you think about those? Uh, so that'll be the last day of the winter meetings. It's it's the final, um, well, well the, the roster those, protection. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, Darian Gonzalez is the one guy who was protected uh, last year and ended up getting designated for assignment and clearing through waivers. It's tough because the Cardinals... Well, they had some last week, too. Yeah, some yeah. roster cleanup. And right. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's tough, too, because when you're thinking about additions and you have a bit of a roster crunch like the Cardinals have had. We even saw it going back to last trade deadline, moving Tommy Pham and then moving Oscar Mercado for a couple of players that aren't on the 40-man. 
so it, it, I believe Justin Williams from the Rays is the only guy that went on to the 40-man. Um, it's hard because you don't have a lot of room, and if you select someone in the Rule 5 draft, they have to remain on your not just 40-man but 25-man roster all year. So I don't know. We've seen a run on it the last couple of years. I don't really expect any additions this year unless someone really stood out. But uh, outside of Matt Bowman, recently the Cardinals haven't really been in the market for adding someone through the uh, – through the Rule 5 draft and, and keeping them on the roster all year. This is from uh, Steve. He wants to know if he thinks uh, Mike Matheny will be the next manager of the Kansas City Royals. Interesting question here. Yeah, I don't know. Obviously got hired uh, by their organization in an advisory role. And right. listen, I think that Mike um, will obviously be back in baseball. Well, he's back in baseball, but back in uniform in baseball very, very soon, Dan. I think that... You know, his win-loss record speaks for itself. I know that he could be a bit of a lightning rod, uh, especially when it came to some of the advanced uh, statistical community. But, you know, I think he's in a good spot, obviously, uh, part of a great organization. And I think that when the time comes, he'll probably uh, have some options in terms of getting back into a dugout. It'll be interesting because this, to me, it, it allows him then to learn the organization too, top to bottom. So he, if he wants to... You know, he can go to A-ball, double-A, triple-A, obviously yeah. watch the major league club. You see what kind of talent you have. You're in direct contact with your scouts and your 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 major league staff. And, you know, you, you get a better idea of what, what's the, the depth of the organization and, and what you have. And that's one thing, too, that's that... not to say he's the manager in waiting. I'm just saying it, no, it but play out but, but it's also one thing that Mike didn't really do because he was fast-tracked and had such incredible success with the Cardinals that... That's kind of where a lot of baseball's headed, right? Guys right. from the player development side. And I would think that, like in anything, it would only help you be a little more well-rounded and um, you know, just add to kind of your, your toolbox. As we uh, mentioned, this is presented by Mattress Direct Design Air Heating and Cooling in Triad Bank. Reminder, it is important. As we all know, it is freezing out right now here in St. Louis. So make sure you have your furnace checked every year to ensure safe and efficient operation. That's why I called, and Tim, and you do, need to call Design Air Heating and Cooling, who has been providing heating services to the St. Louis area since 1904. We met with Seth Goldcamp and uh, his family, our fourth-generation owners. Design Air service technicians are not on a commission. They provide fast and friendly maintenance, and uh, they really helped us out. And we can't thank them enough for being a part of what we do and a part of this show as well. So, again, our thanks to Design Air Heating and Cooling, Triad Bank, and Mattress Direct. I'll give you this little nugget. In the last five minutes, Bob Nightingale tweeting out, the Cardinals also made a competitive one-year bid for Josh Donaldson before he signed a one-year $23 million contract with the Braves. So, again, got to be mutual, and Donaldson may be saying... What's competitive, though? I, I don't know, but, yeah. but also Donaldson saying... This situation, this lineup, this ballpark, all these factors, National League East, maybe this is the best situation for me. Interesting, huh? It's great. Interesting. What do you this think? This hot now? stove is heating up. Where do you think the Cardinals go now? I mean, uh, we talked about it earlier. What, what's your gut? I think that. Does it start with Goldschmidt? Yeah, th this isn't me knowing anything, but I think because of where they're positioned, the contract, what they have, that a move for Paul Goldschmidt could be something that is. Uh, I mean, not something that anyone thought would be likely three or four months ago, right? Right, right. And I think that that, even though he's right-handed, the splits are great. I think that would be the highest impact move you could make right now. I really do. Pretty good one. 
It'd be great. You want Greiki as a part of that too? I'd take him. Apparently, uh, and I don't have the contract in front of me. I just go on what I read. But apparently, he does have, from what I've read, and reports indicate that he had the Cardinals as part of a no-trade uh, city or team on his yeah. list. Yeah, and, so. and that was, you know, created, what, three or four years ago when he signed the deal? So, right. I, I don't know. I If that was the difference in not only acquiring Goldschmidt, but also maybe holding on to an extra prospect that you really value... Sure, I think he can still pitch. I think the stuff that he relies on isn't velocity, so no, 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 I'd no. still feel good about him, and uh, he'd be a heck of an add to the rotation. Well, then you get real creative with those 11 guys that we talked about because you add Grinky to the rotation. Then, you know, all of a sudden you can do some other things that you, you might want to do. Carlos is the closer? Well, that's – I. you know what? I wanted <laughs> to ask you that. I I would like to see him in that role anyway. And now It's phenomenal. You know, the Cardinals have talked about the fact that they think, well, I guess the, the indications are that they're going to go with him as uh, a starter. And, and he was on track to be an all-star and maybe even more than that last year and, and before fine. he got I hurt. Mean, hey, yeah. either, anytime he's on the mound, I mean, something great could happen. He, he, I still believe he's going to throw a no-hitter, if not multiple no-hitters, because his stuff yeah. is too good. But, man, I like him when he's a closer. Night he in, seems to like that spotlight, too, jogging in from the bullpen, all eyes on him. I and like him he, having a chance to compete every day. And, and he didn't have the issues of starting slow, you know, right. because maybe it's the adrenaline it's is there. Right. I kind of like that. I would give you some give you some options. All right. next Is it next week, winter meetings, or the week after? I'm trying week to, after. Week after. So we'll be there heading out, like, Saturday the 8th, and then they start Monday the 10th. Final thoughts. Uh, what do you think uh, fans can expect tonight on Sports Open Line? Um, it's a great question. Uh, it's, still, it's, a, it's a work in progress. Work in progress. No, but um, <laughs> I will say a quick plug that we're looking forward this week. Uh, we are going to chat with Alex Reyes. We're going to chat with Miles Michaelis as well. Awesome. Miles will be receiving the Sports Personality of the Year Award at the Jack Buck Awards on Monday, which is always a great event. Uh, you were an award recipient last yeah. year, the Burns Bragg Award. Two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. And you will be introducing Mike Kelly this year as the Burns Bragg Award winner. Yeah. So uh, do you like Kelly Chase when he introduced Curbs? Just wing it. Just wing did? it. Just yeah. Um, but no, so we're talking baseball this week. We're talking blues. Um, oh, we're going to talk soccer tonight. We're going to talk soccer too because you have been – crushing it on scoops with Danny Mac.com. If people, that. if people haven't listened to your, you know, stuff with Carolyn Kindle bets and Jim Cavanaugh and, um, it's a win for the city, man, you know, I'm telling you, Bill you McDermott into it. You got to dive into it. Yes. You got to understand it. So, so yeah, tonight on sports open line, we're playing scoops with Danny Mac.com. No, you're not. You're not going to do that. <laughs> but, uh, well, I have been, I have been following along though, man. You've been killing it. Uh, there's a lot of good things for the city with this. Yeah. So I hope people will, at least, if you listen to those interviews with those prospective owners, they do educate the general public on what's happening. Can Bryce Harper play soccer? I hope he likes soccer because I'd love to see him uh, have a ceremonial uh, drop kick or whatever they do. You know, I always <laughs> Dropping say, of the ball, like, here, like the face-off? I, I always say that I like soccer. I don't love soccer. I love baseball. But I love progress. Yep. And this is progress in the city. Of 100%. So, 100%. And that's something that we need. Hey, great job. This was fun. Thank Thanks. you, buddy. All right. For Chris Raby, uh, our whole crew here, they do an amazing job getting this all set up. For Tim McKernan, I'm Dan. This is presented by Mattress Direct. 
Call it Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. This... Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.